0: On. This is Circuitous Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 69 for Tuesday, January 3rd, 2012. Mm-hmm. I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. And today we have a guest in Mr. Chris Keating.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Same to
0: you. Uh, did, you did you go anywhere exciting for New Year's?
1: Uh I had uh, uh, some friends of mine made dinner so I went over there and had kind of a, a quiet evening with some with uh with them.
0: Mm. That's actually a really smart thing to do cuz Heather and I we did the same thing. We we made lasagna and sat around and watched Homeland which uh is a very good TV show that frustrated me deeply. <laughs> Apparently it's one of two shows that Barack Obama himself enjoys to watch. Wow.
1: Is the other Big Bang Theory?
0: <laughs> uh, the other actually was, oh shoot, what was the other one? House? No, it was, uh, Boardwalk Empire Oh, both Sunday Didn't Night he, Shows.
1: Yeah. Wasn't there something that he, wa- he watched The Wire? It could be
0: that he watched The Wire, but The Wire's off the air now, so he doesn't uh, need uh, to
1: was, I guess that was a while ago. I just remembered that uh, when he was, was like, oh, he was a big Wire fan.
0: It does kind of kill me, though, that he's watching Homeland, which is all about, like, terrorist attacks on the United States by, I like, think it's cool. Well, it totally is, but, like, where's... In his head, I wonder how hard it is to, like, keep... Because he is living, essentially, what the show is about. Yeah, it's kind of
1: crazy. Is is it like a doctor watching a medical show where he's like, oh, that's not how that would happen?
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's probably something like that.
1: that. They would never.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But the, uh, you know... uh, Yeah, that's pretty bad.
1: He's firing off at, like, a... He's writing some angry blog post on uh, TV Without Pity... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, You gotta got to wonder if like got some pseudonym handle.
2: Yeah. I wonder if there, how many, just, just how many, like, you know, big name celebrity type political figure folks actually do participate in those sorts of forums and communities under false names, so to speak.
0: Well, speaking of which, what is Obama's code name? Do you know what it is? Uh, oh, here it is. Barack Obama's code name. Secret service code name is renegade. Oh really? Uh,
1: I remember that. I remember that. Yeah.
0: Renegade is on the move, huh. and then uh, Michelle is Renaissance, uh-huh. Malia is Radiance, Sasha is Rosebud. I'm catching a pattern here. Yeah, uh, Jill and Joe and Jill Biden received codenames, though it's tough to top Renegade and Renaissance. Joe Biden's is uh, uh, Celtic, and she's Capri. Aw. interesting. That's I like, cute. I'd be pretty badass being Renegade.
1: Renegade is on the move. Is it Celtic or
0: Celtic? Celtic. Could be Celtic, right? That makes more sense. Well, I think they're spelled the same way. Yeah, they are, but I, you know, I'm, I spend time in Boston, so that's where my problem is. Well, don't they say
2: Celtic in Boston? Yeah, they do, but it's probably Celtic. (laughs) Okay.
0: Makes more sense. That would go better with Capri. That's what I, I agree, Chris. That's true.
2: (laughs) What, maybe it's Sapri.
0: Yeah. now uh, Chris was one of my subjects for last month's little photo project he was the guy in the Capcom photo right right the NASA guy yeah which uh, I think came out pretty well Chris I think I think you did a good I, job I
1: was I was uh I was pleased with it too yeah I'm it, looking at it right now actually what? i I had a friend of mine tell me I can't hold a cigarette to save my life but uh,
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't blame any of us for that it was actually pretty pathetic watching us try
2: to light the cigarette I was amazed you were able to find one. That was impressive. I went downstairs and I made that happen right there. <laughs> yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> Very. <laughs> impressive. You know, it's Bill easy. You a streetwise, roll, and came up with this with this cigarette.
0: You go yeah. down to the cafe and you walk up to the guy and you go, "Do you smoke? I'll give you a buck for a cigarette." There you go. That's how they make that happen. Uh, but uh, that one came out really well. But otherwise, uh, you know, you used to act.
2: Yeah. What's your story, Chris? Act. What's I, the deal? I, I,
1: i don't want to i don't want to say used to that that sounds all too past tense although i i uh, haven't now in coming up on two years uh but yeah i mean i uh, I studied theater in college and then came down here some friends and I started a theater company in uh, well i guess it was two thousand uh point of view productions okay mm. and uh we've done uh done shows now for i guess what is this would be Year number 11 or 12, depending on where we started in 2000. I kind of forget. Right. Um, I'm not as directly involved with them now. I've been uh, focusing more on writing uh, on, mostly on this blog that I have, this computer website.
2: Which is pretty great. What's that one called? Thank you.
1: It's called Analog Nation. Uh, yeah, it, it is a blog a, it, of kind of whatever sounds interesting and fun to me to write. Which often, I mean, has, has, has gosh, it, people tell me it was like, you need a good way to explain the blog. I'm like, I don't have one because it's whatever I feel like doing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sure. Those are, those are good. That's like a personal weblog or yeah. a blog, as they call it. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, his a, is a, a little bit more than, the, it's a little bit more
0: than a blog, though. I mean, no, the oh. pieces that you're writing are uh, often involved and in almost exclusive, yes. almost to the, to the letter. Very funny. Well, thank you in a very dry way.
1: Hmm. It's it's very little. It's not like about what I'm doing day to day. There, there was a lot of, uh, like made up historical facts and made up scientific facts. Sure. And, um, some longer stories, including, uh, uh one long series of, uh, of, a story that I wrote that, uh, happened to me in college. But then also just kind of short uh, stuff that sounds funny to me.
2: <laughs> when you say, uh, you know, uh, f- false historical stuff, you you mean like a la John Hodgman?
1: Um, similar, yes. In fact, I I became aware of his books uh, when I was about a year and a half into the blog. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, he's doing this way better than I am.
0: And you called <laughs> his lawyer and you sued
1: No, 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 he had, uh, the, the books were already there when I, when I started, I think, but, uh, that was, it's always a little humbling to see, like, not, not that I thought that I was the only person in the world doing this, but I read, um, areas of my expertise and was like, this is the work of someone who is very good at doing this work.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been there before.
1: By the way, John Hodgman, you can put that on your next uh, book cover. (laughs) That'd
0: be hilarious. He lives in my neighborhood, so you know
1: he does. That's true.
0: Yeah, he lives over here. You know, you know who I sat next to on the subway. Not to get off on a quick little tangent, but uh, Paul Giamatti was sitting next to me on the subway.
1: Yeah, all the way out. Reading on his Kindle.
0: He wasn't reading a Kindle. He was sitting with his little New Buck shoes and his. He had a little suitcase with him. And glasses, and he stood up a couple times to check the uh, subway map oh. on the F train. He must not be from around here. Actually, he lives in Brooklyn Heights, but I just don't think he takes the F train out very often. He was heading to Park Slope, and he was just, he just did a quick little glance of the, uh, of the stops, and it was just no. kind of nice because I was sitting there with Heather. It was like me and Heather, and then Paul Giamatti, and I sat down, and I was like, you know how there's sometimes you just see out of the corner of your eye you see somebody and you're like hey that looks like nah it can't be
2: him you know yeah, yeah. but, I, but my, my sister and i had an uh, occurrence like that with uh neil patrick harris there you years go ago, years yeah ago. and and there he was
0: sitting next to me um but uh he seemed you know he'd some somebody who apparently knew him like as he was getting off was like oh hey paul and he was like oh hi you know very interesting <laughs> i i think that he would be a nice guy if you got to meet him i believe but, that but I, you know, I, when it I comes saw
1: Henry Winkler on the N train once. Really, and he was, he was just effervescently nice. Really, because some, some guy saw him and was like, "Oh shit, that's the Fonz," and he was just like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. he was just
1: like smiling. He just kind of nodded. He was like, "Yep, yep, that's me." <laughs> and He shook the guy's hand and then he uh, got got off at his stop and went on his way. How you know, cool!
0: It, <laughs>
1: now, now, as
0: as far as that stuff goes with you guys, do you tend to leave people alone, or do you tend to say something?
1: Leave them alone.
2: Me, Me too. too. Le- le- dude, what what am I gonna say?
0: <laughs> I I completely agree with you. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people who don't. You know,
2: yeah, I, my sister's like that too. She's all into the whole spotting celebrity spotting thing. I I don't know. I just don't, I don't get that. Jen. No, no, thanks. I
0: don't know. I just kind of feel like the you know these people are just going about their lives. They're taking the subway. We should in some way, encourage them to be able to take public transportation,
2: you know? Sure.
0: Because if they get hounded all the time, like even when I see people at restaurants, it's very rare that I go and say something. And if it's only because, you know, I'm never going to see this person again. And they really, you know, if I saw Neil Armstrong somewhere, I would go and shake his hand. But other than him, you know, there's not that many people out there. Um,
1: and Neil Armstrong is probably more used to being approached like that because... Yeah, true. Not not just that he's a celebrity, but those guys were handpicked to kind of be, you know, the Knights Templar of of the United States. Yeah. Well, I mean, and know, and they were not prepared. to
2: get not to get too specific or whatever, but like Neil Armstrong was a civil servant. I mean, those guys were you know True. technically government yeah, employees.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: They didn't actually make that much money. You know, what's actually pretty interesting is in the, if you read up on the real hardcore NASA stuff, they actually each had to sign when they got back, you had to sign a thing stating that you traveled by government travel. (laughs) Seriously. It like, so if you took a plane from, say, Washington DC to LA and it was a government plane at the end, you have to like sign this requisition that says, yes, I took this plane from here to there so that you can get reimbursed for the travel difference, or your people could. Uh Um, So, because of some quirk of the whole thing, the same thing had to happen when they went to the moon. So, literally, it said, I'll find it somewhere, but it's like, from Cape Canaveral, Florida, to the moon, to to the Pacific Ocean, to Hawaii, to Houston, Uh like... And it had actual an actual number of dollars that it would cost to make the trip. And they had to Aww. sign off on it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. It's like, a, I'll, I'll have to find it. I'll put a link in the, in the show notes, but it's, uh, it was pretty silly. Um, anyway, so the whole, uh, the whole celebrity thing is just kind of weird, but, uh, John Hodgman, yes, lives in our neighborhood. And Chris, you're a very good writer. Uh, I, I especially like the bananas stuff.
1: That was, that kind of started a a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the science things that I've written because that that's another thing that that's that wound up being a, a through line through a lot of this is um, strange science news and you know they they kind of get me on these you know random tangents and then I I kind of find some sort of hook in there that sounds funny to me the the first one being this thing with the bananas which is uh, that there there's going to come a day they've been saying this for a while, but uh but they really do believe that there's going to come a day when there are no bananas in the Western world because there's a fungus that's wiping them out
0: and bananas about that bananas are all identical, is that true
1: yes this this one strain well, that was what kind of blew me away was this thought that the strain of bananas that we know now replaced a previous strain of banana that was much larger, not much larger, but larger and more flavorful. Like everyone who remembers agreed that the old Gros Michel bananas were really tasty and really awesome, and the Cavendish bananas we have now are are pale comparisons. And I like bananas a lot, so the idea that every banana used to be so much better and we collectively forgot just sounded so strange to me.
0: Which is odd hmm. because bananas, sometimes you see these bananas and they look really big nowadays, like artificially big, hmm. you know, but you're saying that the old bananas were even bigger.
1: Yes. I don't know if they were like, if you would see them and go, oh my gosh, or they were like, like, the yeah. size of plantains or something. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
0: So, so, wait, exactly how did that happen? Just so we don't leave everyone out of the story.
1: So, bananas, uh, banana plantations, uh, they... They propagate the plants through cuttings. So you have this one plant, and you're not so much um, uh, breeding them through seeds. You make a cutting, and you kind of grow a new plant from that. So all of these plantations are the same kind of banana, and it took them a while to find a type of banana that would uh, survive the trip to uh, the U.S. and be ripening just as it was arriving in supermarkets because like previous to the i think nineteen hundreds bananas were this exotic thing where if you got them in the western world at all they were already pretty brown and mushy right so you had to like be where they were to enjoy them so they found this strain that uh, was hardier and flavorful and made the journey but they were all genetically alike so when this uh... this uh fungus called Black Sigatoka came along and started to wipe them all out, they had no defense against it. And once it gets into the soil, you can never use that soil. Uh, you can't get it out. So that soil is permanently ruined for uh, that strain of banana. So they replaced it with this... Uh, they, they found a different strain called the Cavendish, which is resistant to that uh, fungus. Okay, And so uh, about a hundred years later now, maybe not a hundred, but uh, the same thing is happening the, kind of predictably the fungus has has mutated and is now taking out Cavendish plantations and uh, if they don't figure out something else then uh, you end up with a situation where there are no bananas uh, being made that can be exported
0: which is sad because I, I too am a big banana fan hmm.
1: banana is the number one uh, fruit in America
0: uh, you know what's nice about them? They like you know they have their own little
2: skin, you know, like they're 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 pre-wrapped and they're easily opened. It's true. Have you guys seen those really slick uh, banana sculptures that people are making? I've banana sculptures. Photos. Yeah, this dude or somebody uh, is basically they they peel a banana and then they like like they like, like, like carve it like a like a like a whittling, if you will, like a piece of wood. Uh, there's I've seen at least I've two seen of them. Some of that. Banana, banana sculpture. Look at that on the internet. Yeah, there you go. Google banana sculpture and you'll find it. The other thing I know about bananas is that they have more uh, chromosomes than the humans. Yeah, they're more complex than humans. As far as their DNA is concerned.
1: You know, speaking also, of something like they're they're actually the world's largest legume or something. I
2: oh, know. that's weird.
1: I, f- I forget what it is. Like they're they're technically a bean. You know, <laughs> so <what is>
2: <laughs> bean. <laughs> technically a bean. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> kind of like. I kind of remember. Like, like coconuts are kind of like
0: beans, too, right? Yeah. You know what's actually kind of weird? I've been getting into clementines recently just because, you know, they're they're kind of in season. Little baby oranges? Yeah, little baby oranges. And on all the packages, it says seedless clementines. Mm, I don't think they're seedless. But I never get... I had one bag once. These, like... Who makes the... Is it not Del Monte? It's like a Sunkist, I think. They had... I had one bag once, like a year and a half ago, Mm. that were magically all seedless all delicious Hmm. the peels came right off they were like it was like the perfect bag of clementines and Hmm. ever since then i've been chasing that cherry high and it's never happened
2: (laughs) i've noticed that uh seedless watermelons aren't actually seedless either no they have those little little white white. seeds yeah Yeah. and so yeah seedless is a myth
0: yeah it totally is it's bs because then again how, how then how do you you know propagate the species Oh, no which is which is
1: part of the problem with the bananas, actually, because Cavendish bananas have uh, no seeds or very little seeds to speak of.
0: Hmm. Which is odd, because then how did they ever exist in the first place? You know what I mean? Like previous, how did
1: previous ones did have seeds? That was actually part of the issue.
0: Oh, they've been bred out,
1: like with yeah, with bananas. Like okay, this is this won't survive the trip across the ocean, and then it's got these seeds. You kind of got to get around, and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, having a banana that you'd get around the seeds would kind of suck. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so yes, you do this writing, but you also have a a pretty interesting job.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel like interesting is charitable. It's uh, <laughs> I I I mean I and, and enjoy my position and I work with good people. I work for this company called EMarketer. Where we uh, aggregate data on digital marketing and uh, media. Okay. So someone puts out numbers on what people are doing online or uh, with cell phones, and we kind of put that in one place for people to access.
0: Okay. Now, just as a, a quick little aside, do you, have, have you guys been following any of the numbers that the, the um, content maker companies have been putting out related to the SOPA legislation? Mm.
1: you know all this not, talk
0: not like there oh we lose 50 billion dollars a year because of piracy
1: oh hmm. i mean i've we don't chart that specifically i mean yeah. there, there's always been numbers particularly from the industry associations uh estimating what they lose because of piracy uh it's interesting kind of tangentially for our purposes because we're aiming uh what we do mostly at uh Advertisers, sure. So that's not as uh, useful for them.
0: Okay, I got gotcha. you. I just, I just think that it's fascinating that you know, the problem is is that a lot of the people like in in Washington, they're taking their numbers from the people who are the ones complaining in the first place. It's like, well, how do we believe your numbers? These could be ten oh. times out of whack.
1: And I mean, that's I mean, that's that's always been the case with every. Issue that's legislated though, really. Yeah, it's no, true, absolutely. Dude.
2: I mean, like, you, yeah, you're, you're, how getting accurate data is, is very No, of, of course. I guess this is just, it's just one example where who else would
0: have the money to do any sort of study to get a number that was different, you know? Because the people exactly. who are getting it for free, the people who are for that are the people getting stuff for free and they're not about to spend money to figure out how much stuff they're getting for free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? it's a good point. <laughs> it's not in their uh, nature,
0: exactly. But you know, there's a, there's a big battle apparently going on, saying that like people in their twenties don't want to pay for anything, you know, content wise.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly, the the younger you are, the more likely you are to have that threshold set way high.
0: Yeah. Do you think that's just because they don't have any money?
1: <laughs> that's, I mean. I mean, not to... Sp- Definitely part of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, or do you think it's a cultural thing?
1: I mean, especially now that it's something that they've grown up with. When, when you think about people who are in their early 20s now, they were children when Napster first really took off. Yeah. So there's been this culture of it exists in good quality if you just reach out and click a few links. Yeah it's it's more uh you know i guess i guess ingrained but then as see, like my question is as you as these as as folks get older like where's the where's the 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 threshold that you cross that you say okay that's not something i'm going to do as much now
0: because you have money or because you feel guilty because or perhaps because because, because you have
1: money because you because you're uh you're making a living and can afford it
0: yeah yeah, and you know, I find myself I tend to pay for things more now than maybe I did when I was younger. Uh, also, because I am a content maker now, so I've I feel a more of a moral duty to do it.
2: Um, yeah, I would I would agree with that for myself as well. I think I think I guess my rough cutoff age was around thirty. If I did if I had to ballpark it,
0: yeah. Where, where you stopped
2: pirating 100% of your stuff and only started pirating ninety nine, ninety nine 99%? I stuff. wouldn't put it like, I wouldn't put it like that. <laughs> I would say where I started considering buying things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, for me, it's weird because, you know, my father owned the record stores when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I never paid for music. Yeah. Uh, until I was in college and then I was in music school and, you know, everyone had <laughs> CDs and, you know, yeah. um, so it's kind of funny for me for a long time there was only a brief period when I was living in New York City in the early 2000s before and I wanted high quality music that I actually was buying CDs um, right. but it's, it's, it's tough though because they don't make it easy I mean HBO the other day the CEO of HBO came out and said you know we'll never sell our content direct to consumers well never is a pretty heavy word I think he said never you know, it was no, sort of like, saying. "Don't worry, I'm." You know, it's "Don't worry, cable people, it's not going to happen. We're not going to well, allow people."
2: That? No, the, don't they have that HBO to go? Thing? Yeah, they have HBO Go, but you have to be a subscriber yeah, in order be to a log subscriber on. Subscriber
1: already for that.
2: Yeah, but that's, isn't that the same thing? I mean, you're subscribing to them, right? No, no you're you subscribing to. to the cable yeah, company. Yeah, so
1: so ah. through the cable company, you you get HBO, and mm-hmm. you have to pro- you have to provide the, your subscriber info uh to get the to go app application gotcha. yeah something yeah, i, like. I have,
2: my hunch is that that model uh is going to evolve away sl- sl- slowly but surely
0: i i tend to agree with you but you know it's it's but those are the reasons why okay for example this this um homeland show right mm-hmm. um i acquired it <laughs> uh to watch the 12 episodes cuz oh, i don't truck. Yeah, because I don't have cable, Um and I don't know if it's available on iTunes. I guess I could check, but like, if it's going to cost me forty dollars on iTunes, you know, I'm not going to do it. But if I could get it for a buck an episode, I'd do it in a heartbeat.
2: You know, hmm. the the but threshold you, for me. Wait, would you? So wait, you're saying? Let me let me ask you this, Bill. You're saying, <laughs> Bill? If it, Bill? I, well, there's two people on the line here. I got no, to be this, sir. <laughs> sir. Um, Light shining uh, on Bill. Yeah. Um, so, so wait, you're saying that uh, at forty dollars, twelve episodes is too much. Yes. But at twelve dollars, it's not too much, and you would still, you know, if, with, if you were presented with the choice to pay twelve dollars or zero dollars, you would choose twelve dollars. I would. I would consider doing it at
0: twelve dollars. I wouldn't you would consider, consider it. Yeah. No. I, I. I would. Well, I don't have that option, so I don't really know. But no, um, I know. But I, I'm, you see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. No, no. I I would consider it if I could watch a TV show for a buck, an hour yeah, long I think TV a, I show think, for a buck. I think a dollar is a good a
2: good round you know? amount.
0: But I'm not going to spend three dollars to watch an hour long TV show. Yeah, that's you know,
2: because
0: then I'm watching a whole season of that, and now three times twenty four. It's all of a sudden it's seventy five bucks for me to watch House this season. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. But isn't um. You know? uh,
1: like I, I just watched uh, season four of Breaking Bad through iTunes. Yeah, um, I feel like it was. I feel like that was a buck per episode.
2: Well, uh, well, too- you know, they might they might be different. I think different shows before, cost.
1: Uh, because I get the lower There's the uh, the lower res version and then uh, HD and the lower oh. the lower res one really is still very good quality. Yes, For I'm sure it is. Yeah. So uh,
0: let's see. Homeland is a buck ninety nine. Uh, per, per show.
1: Maybe that's what it was. It was like 26 bucks for, for the, I think, 13 episodes of Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, but oh, actually, no, it wasn't. It's it's actually not even on here. There's another, there's, there's a Homeland podcast, interestingly enough, with the creators. Now, see, I would watch that Mm -hmm. or listen to that. But you know, you see what I'm saying, Chris. Is that like if if I could hook up a TV and get half these shows over the air, like I watch House, I watch Bones, I watch uh-huh. uh, what's the other one? I watch Castle. Now, I wouldn't mind spending three dollars a week to watch those, but I'm not going to spend ten dollars a week to watch
2: them. That adds up. It does add yeah. up.
0: You know, and 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 I think that there are a lot of people like me, and I think that. In many ways we don't need cable companies anymore what we need is just somebody who can deliver a big pipe to everybody you know well right now that's the cable company I know but but the cable company is also putting in bandwidth caps you know and and making it harder to watch IPTV because you don't want to go over your you know 100 gigs uh, are, are a month you, or wait, are
2: you are you being capped with your um service?
0: I don't think I am, although my brother-in-law down in D.C. says that he is at... He's on, I think, Comcast? Uh Uh-huh. And I think it's 200 gigs a month, which is, granted, a lot of... That's a lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, But, you know what? Some of these shows in HD are a gig and a half, you know? Sure. Easily, easily. So, you could... I mean, if you were downloading a lot of stuff and watching a lot of stuff, that adds up. And 200 gigs at the current settings is is sort of you know just enough really um and he actually went over he had he, i think he said he used 250 gigs which he even said he's like i don't know how i could have possibly used that much considering <laughs> that they say that now yeah exactly you um, just wait but anyway i just what are the numbers like chris on this kind of stuff do people are there are there analysts out there who have come up with these numbers
1: Come up with numbers on uh, like what, what people, people actually
0: pay. would be willing to pay. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's a pretty common survey question, uh, like, and I, I I can't really uh, speak to it off the top of my head. Sure. As to what the exact numbers are, and it's going to vary from survey to survey anyway. But it's it gets a lot of attention in surveys because people want to know how much would you would you be willing to pay for a subscription service uh, that delivers music or that delivers tv or how much would you pay per episode how much would you pay for movies how much would you pay if you had access from multiple devices that kind of thing yeah
0: okay well Mm -hmm. here let's let's break it down between the three of us uh what spotify does for music if you could get a similar tv thing how much would you pay for it every tv show on every network available anytime you wanted it
1: weird
2: subscription Um, you mean sort of like what netflix is doing yeah but netflix doesn't have everything you know, oh, I mean, I, I mean, mean, between it, it, Netflix, uh, iTunes, and Amazon, that covers probably what seventy five percent. You think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, it's, I mean, I'm talking about for a uh,
0: um, subscription service, so you could watch as much as you want whenever. It, Homeland came out yesterday. I can watch every episode of Homeland today.
1: Well, I mean, the streaming portion of Netflix is what eight, uh, 10 eight bucks nine bucks, zero?
0: ten bucks, yeah, nine bucks.
1: So, mm. if it was a, if it was a wider selection. It was complete. Twenty bucks? More than that. More, more than uh, ten anyway.
2: Yeah, I would. You know, I, he, I would probably. Yeah, man. If like, if I could, let's put it this way: if I had some way of getting uh, an all I could eat package, which yep. included, you know, a ton of bandwidth, you know, mm-hmm. no, no caps on how much I can download, and everything was available, like, you know. No, no licensing, no DRM, none of that yeah. crap. I would probably fork over, and I'm including music too, music and television. Uh, I I could see myself spending two hundred bucks a month. Two hundred dollars a month? Well, for for, for twenty five, like for the service I have right now, for twenty five by twenty five. Yeah. Um, you know, unlimited streaming, you know, all, like I said, for an all I can eat pass, and yeah. just, you know, every movie, every television show, every song. I think that's totally reasonable. Twenty four hundred dollars a year. Yeah, easily. Yeah, do that I, I think heartbeat. that I
0: think that the average person would completely scoff at that. But then again, the average person scoffs at, a, oh, this phone is 199 and the other one's 149. It's like, yeah, but you're spending 120 dollars a month on the data service on the service. Well, yeah, and like that fifty dollars over the course of two
2: years is like three dollars a month. And put you know? it into perspective. I mean, look at how much it costs to go out to see a movie these days. You know, look at I, I, look I, at how no, much I a cab ride costs. Look at how much a, a, a decent steak dinner costs. I mean. Yeah. You know, in 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 perspective, it's really not that much money. No, it's not.
0: But I think that the average person maybe I think the average person might go for, say, forty dollars a month to be able to, I mean, uh, plus on top of their whatever their cable motive is. So it's like well, remember, I'm also talking 50 about bucks. right, and I'm also talking about like the con- the connection itself. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so fifty bucks plus I'd say a hundred dollars a month. People would. I don't think people want to spend more than they're paying for TV right now. And you can get pretty much a cable modem and a TV package with a couple premiums for hundred bucks a month now, can't you?
1: Yeah, um, it's you know? like it's like ninety without the DVR. I think.
0: I just you know, it's all this stuff is just so backwards. You know the whole the whole uh, windowing stuff with movies. You know where it's in the theater and then it's in TV uh, t- uh, airplanes and then it's in pay per view and then it goes over to this place and. It, It's like, if you're putting out Mission Impossible... If I want to see it in the theater, I can go see it in the theater. If I want to watch it at home, I should be able to watch it at home for $10 or $12. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, they're experimenting with that sort of thing on kind of a a pay-per-view model that's based, uh, oddly enough, on boxing. Yes. I forget... They've done this once or twice with movies where there's been... when, when When the movie is out... There's a pay-per-view option where it's like 49.95 uh to watch it to like you have access to it for uh, a day or two or whatever the window is Which is but what it they,
0: would cost for four of you to go see it in the theater.
1: Right. So the the, the theory being if you want to you like have that evening with the family without, you know, without the driving. Yeah. Uh then you can do it and and people's home theaters are so much better now anyway.
0: I wonder uh, how well it does, do you know?
1: I have I seen reaction to that. I think the it's theater, a good well, first idea. first of all, the, the the theaters hate it. Obviously, of course, the yeah. Theater chains are are very much uh, against this this whole idea. As and I'm sure are HBO
0: people, and people, Showtime.
1: Getting people past the idea of it uh, would take some doing because so people are like, why on earth would I spend fifty dollars to see a movie? Yeah. Well, that it, it's not for just you or just you and a date. It's like have Have a bunch of people over or sit down with the family or whatever yeah um, i mean i I can't remember what the the movies are that have used it, but I mean the basic idea of it is one that I can get behind
0: no, absolutely, I think the problem are the deals that those companies have with all the other companies along that windowing chain that say that they can't do that with a bunch of, you know what I mean that like they're locked in in some ways you know. Mm-hmm. But going to the theater is not a fun experience i mean
1: well i I don't know about that they, they I, are I, almost
0: every time I go it's pretty miserable for me, like annoying people talking and the cell phones and you know babies like all, yeah babies
1: on, to me it depends on the kind of movie i just i I like being a part of a crowd watching something like especially if it's a comedy, I'll enjoy it ten times more seeing it with a crowd
2: I agree but, I, yeah, I would too and even think,
1: like. Like uh, I saw a uh, girl with the dragon tattoo last week, and it's it's certainly not a comedy, but there were moments that elicited some laughs, and it's it's good when you know that the that the crowd that you're with is yeah. all heated in the same thing, and you have a quick moment that reminds you of that. It kind of heightens uh, the uh, viewing of it. I, I,
0: I no, I I completely agree, and I have no problem watching movies with people. I was at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, which is often talked about as like one of the best theaters in the country. You could see stuff cuz there are no children. There's a no absolutely no talking policy. They like they pull you out and don't give you a refund. Yeah. And kick you out. Um no cell phones, none of that kind of stuff. Um and I saw Super 8 there on a 4K projector and it was beautiful. Nice. And I was eating chicken fingers and it was very nice. Um <laughs> and if I could pay to go, I'd pay $15 to go to a New York theater that was like that. And apparently yeah, I, I there mean, is one in Williamsburg yeah. that has... kind Something,
1: of Something, yeah. It's it's close to the river, I think. In Williamsburg. Yeah,
0: I heard about it. Which, I, you know, I should look into. But, like, going to the big multiplexes, it's often a, uh, an act of frustration. No, that's true.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: More um, so but, than when when we were kids, I feel like. Is it because oh. of cell phones? Is no, it I because of rudeness of people in general? I think it's all that. It's weird. I didn't remember that. Being I
1: think, a, I don't know, maybe it's just the... For us, comparing it to being kids, we're also comparing it to being outside of the city. True. I, I think it, it's you. You can get far more boisterous crowds here than uh, true. Than like you had you had home to you know suburban New England, wherever it is that uh, we're all from.
2: Although I do think that uh, it's safe to say that people are getting dumber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I I know it sounds cynical, but, you know, as, as, as the population of the United States increases, I think the average intelligent quotient decreases. It's interesting. <laughs> that, my mother was,
0: you know, my mother was talking about that as far as dressing up to go on an airplane.
2: Well, that's. Yeah.
0: You know, and and I mean, not even like, and she was even talking like in the eighties, you know, like people wouldn't wear jeans on an airplane in the 1980s.
2: You know what gets me, man? I don't get who people who list like, all right, chicks. I don't understand chicks that bring pillows on airplanes. Like full size pillows. Full on. I'm bringing my pillow with me. I'm like, really? That's, uh, that's gross. I
1: I have, I have noticed that women are more likely to travel in, uh, full travel comfort and sometimes I am a little envious of their, uh, of their planning. Of course, as soon as you're getting off the the plane or the bus, and they have to then carry it, uh, I, I don't feel quite so bad. But then, yeah. in the middle of the flight, I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's not a bad idea. Well, look, there's oh,
0: like when it, Heather and I were out in Arches National Park a few months ago, and and there's people. First of all, it's you're at like five or six thousand feet. You're in the desert. It is incredibly dry and very dangerous if you don't have water you know sure and there's big giant signs at the ends of every trailhead that say carry X amount of water per person per hour or whatever you know whatever the thing is you know Mm -hmm. and you see people walking in girls
2: in high heels or flip flops that's another one of my pet peeves
0: heading up these trails and you're like are you an idiot
2: the answer is yes
0: people die out here you know from exhaustion and 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 dehydration and heat stroke, and you're walking up there in high heels and no water in the middle of the day, like you're an idiot <laughs> you know um i don't know I just feel like the, how is it that there are so many dumb people in the world like this is
2: basic stuff here That's how it works man it's it's darwin we we have defeated nature and <laughs> it is happening very slowly we are de Evolving, devolving, diva that, was right. Is that because anybody who wants one can have a baby? Uh, sure, that's <laughs> put that on the list of, of many of the many reasons why.
0: Yeah, just, it's just kind of
2: weird. Uh, all right, so back to the other thing. Um, okay, do you, Dan? Do you buy anything? <laughs> no no i'm a i'm a professional hardware thief. doesn't count nope i'm a thief man i buy i i steal and con people into giving me everything now, you,
0: you understand what i'm saying it's awesome i don't Wait, even
2: have a bank account
0: okay 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 <laughs> content
2: wise you know is is there a line for you anywhere uh well yeah i mean here's the thing the long the long and the short of it is i tend to go the path of least resistance um right that, that's that's generally the easy answer to that, which question. if it was paying 99 cents, you would do that. If that was the easiest way to I do mean, it, it's a, you can look at it as a flow chart, you know, like I want something. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is Google for it. So I look on Google. Is it, is it, is it on YouTube? Is Google mudden Yeah. Is it, is it, is it easily attainable just, you know, through the Google angle? Yeah. Uh, if it is easy, great, no problem. If it isn't, the next thing I'll do will probably be do. Uh, I'll, I'll search for it on a, a Usenet index, you know, right. and, I'll, I'll, and I'll, give that two or three wax you know just to see you know, re, you know different searching uh then i might if depending on how high of a priority it is then i might consider do- delving into the BitTorrent si- side of things which is um, you know i'm less less thrilled about but we'll will consider depending on what the circumstances are uh and then if all else fails and i can't find it there uh then i then i will just break down and, and buy it <laughs> okay uh, but you know th- th- you know it really depends on the thing and, and okay. how quickly I need it, and how you know how significant it is, and
0: you know. All right, let me let me ask you another question. If okay. it, would it change your mind if you knew that say a TV show was I don't know three ninety nine, right? Uh-huh. Would it change your mind if you knew that three dollars and fifty cents of that three ninety nine were going to the actual creators of the TV show and the actors and the people who made it versus going to you know some huge bureaucracy at Warner Brothers I don't or think Sony? So. It wouldn't make a difference to you. I don't think so. Chris, do you, does that make any difference to you?
1: Uh, it it. I obviously that would be better. It doesn't make a difference to me in the sense, like kind of the other side of Dan, where I'll still I'll still kind of grumble and and pay it. Right. Knowing that, uh, you know, it's just mainly going to this corporation.
0: But you wouldn't. You wouldn't make. It wouldn't make you more likely to buy if you knew that it was actually helping the artists
1: well no I, I would there have been things that i've gone out of my way to buy specifically because i knew it was all going to the artist like yeah, me
2: too me too
1: um i got uh louis ck's latest uh stand-up sure. special
2: yeah perfect that's a great example
1: and uh yeah i mean even i might have i probably would have been a little bit tempted to do it oh you know what's a good example um Radioheads in rainbows.
2: Sure. Yeah, Radiohead uh, and, and another, a bunch of bands have been doing that yeah. lately. Yeah.
1: They, yeah, they did the name your own price. I don't know that I would have gone out of my way to uh, to get the record, downloading it or otherwise. But because of this, this, uh, this pay your own, uh, name your own price, and all the money goes to them thing that they did, which was like two years ago or something. I was like, sure, here, I, right. you know, I think it, I paid five bucks for the record.
0: But look, this, the Louis C.K. thing is a good example, right? He is a well-known comedian with a well-known, uh, uh, fan base. And him doing that got him so much press that probably two-thirds of the people who came to buy it were because they heard about it in the press. He basically got free advertising.
1: Yeah. You know, and it so, does raise the question of how, how often that kind of thing works.
0: Well, exactly. Like, so is is that actually a good case, use case, or is that actually just sort of like, a oh, well, it was this famous guy who was the first to do this, or one of the first to do this, so therefore he gets a lot of press, and therefore he sold a lot?
1: I think it can work. I mean, I guess the the kind of uh, rubbery answer is, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it's but, true. It, look at yeah. that. As,
2: I would call that the proof. That's the proof. Now whether or not, you know, it, it will continue to persist, yeah. that remains to be seen.
0: You know, it's interesting, like there's that uh the um what's his name who I shot? Um Colton. Jonathan Colton. Jonathan Colton. Colton. Yeah. Right. So he he does his own stuff and he puts it you can go buy it on his site and you can buy Flack and Apple Lossless, which by the way, I think
2: is a big thing for me.
0: Like, if I could buy lossless files, I'll be much more likely to pay for them versus download.
2: Not, not to burst your bubble, but you are a very small minority. I friend.
0: know I am a very small minority. But for, for like, these independent artists, like, why not do that? You well, know? there's
2: a, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Bandcamp. Yes. Uh, there's a really terrific band uh, website called Bandcamp, which I would liken a little bit to Kickstarter in that sort of grassrootsy yep. DIY spirit. Right. Uh, and they, they offer the exact same Deal, Where right? You can you can set up a name your own price or for free if you want, and and they will give it to you yep. in any format that you can ask.
0: I, I guess the the interesting thing would be is to be able to get the numbers to show whether the amount of say musical artists who are making a li- a living wage doing music is changing at all. You know whether there is you know yeah there's lots of people selling their stuff, but a lot of people aren't selling much of anything. So. The, the small subset of those people who are actually making money selling their music, is that actually any bigger than the amount of people who are making money selling music via the labels? It's a good question.
2: I don't know. My, my take on it is, uh, is specifically to the music industry. Uh, at this point, I have almost uh, gone as far as, as thinking of treating the, the recorded music you know, the recording, if you will, the recording product, uh, as, I mean, it's, it's essentially the same thing as a, as a poster or a flyer, right. you know, that you don't expect to get any money. But, you know, when you go, when you, when you put up a poster to advertise your band, you're not expecting people to spend any money on it. Uh, you just want them to know about it, What right. you want them to spend money on is coming to see your show and, and then buying uh, a, a disc or a sticker yeah. or a button or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and but the, there's and then,
0: a lot of artists who don't play live or can't play what they play live, you know,
2: well, like
0: the, XTC doesn't play live, you know, like that kind of thing. They did at some point. Well, actually they didn't for very long because the lead singer has panic attacks and couldn't do it. Well, um, and well, so they just started doing stuff in the studio. I mean, with I the would Beatles, call that a fringe case. Though. Well, look, the, the Beatles for the majority of their career didn't play live. You know they played live for the first
2: couple of years when they were whatever, but then can't, like, by can't, revolver yeah, they but, just quit. Yeah, you can't, but that you're t- you're comparing artists from a completely different era and, um, rec- you know sales system than than we're talking about now. When the Beatles were playing around, there were almost half as many people on the planet. Uh, of course, yes, but I'm just saying that they are like. Is, so you're basically saying you have to
0: play live in order to make a living as a musician.
2: Yes. Or you have to know a ton of people who are respectful of your, uh, of your talent and understand like, like a photographer, same thing thing as photography. If you want to, you know, if you want, if you want to get paid for your work, people need to know who you are and that you are worth paying to do it. Yeah. I mean, the same thing, I I
0: guess the, the problem is that it doesn't actually work for say, you know, films, right? Chris, you, you have, you and a lot of your friends make films
1: yeah i mean uh you met my friend uh brad, yeah,
0: Rigo yeah
1: yeah brad rigo um who made a horror movie that uh that I was in, and he's you know looking now to get financing to make uh to make his next one, yeah and it's tricky,
0: yeah, and the horror film industry is is almost a little bit of a special case because people who are into horror films will watch almost anything that is yeah, a that, horror film that's a that's a booming scene right now too. it's very odd. To me, as somebody who doesn't, I don't really watch horror films and I don't really get much out of them. But a lot of my friends and people I know are in them or make them. And it's fascinating to me that that industry just sort of like they'll eat anything. You know, if it gets direct to video, <laughs> they'll watch it, even if it's terrible, just because they like the genre, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating. I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't seen uh uh, Mr. Rego's Brad's film. With you and I, but I've seen I've seen previews and I've seen like uh, little sections of it that he had up on a website.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and it looks good. I just it's it's just not. I don't usually watch horror stuff, but it's fascinating to me how horror stuff almost always sells to somebody because there's always a market for it, you know.
1: Yes, and um, actually, the amount of uh, coverage he's gotten in horror blogs has been surprising to me only because I have, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a horror guy. I had no idea all these, uh, sites were out there, but yeah, the, the word of mouth has continued, uh, for, you know, it's, it's been almost a year now that, that something new will is, is still coming up. Something came up, uh, actually just a, a couple of weeks ago and he got, it was listed on some, some, uh, a uh, horror site did like a a top ten indie horror movies of of uh, 2011, and it yeah. was on there.
0: Hmm. Um, and they're usually pretty inexpensive to make too, right? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it, I mean, in the grand gonna, scheme of your, your mileage is going to vary yeah. regardless of the uh, of the genre.
0: Now, Chris, is it true that when it comes to a lot of these independent films, the money is coming from less than reputable sources?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't. No, I can't speak on like a wider scale. Yeah. Like you mean like organized crime reputable?
0: <laughs> well, I, it it just seems like that's a, that seems like a really good place to to clean some money. You know, <laughs> I'll I'll give this kid two million dollars to make this movie, or whatever. You know, fifty thousand
1: dollars to make just, this movie. It's what uh, it's what Christopher Maltasanti did. That's right. The in the Soprandos. he did. Tell oh, yeah. he did
0: that. <laughs> So, so maybe there's maybe there's some uh, some truth to that. He wanted to be Ah. in it. It's man, it's fascinating the whole the whole movie thing. But there there's an example, Dan, where like unless you sell the movie, it's not like you're going to get money to go perform the movie live.
2: And and that's just it, man. I mean, look at look at. Let's take a quick snapshot of that right now. So I I guess my well, let me let me just re re uh, restate my underlying. Thesis, yeah. Uh, which I've, I've, I'm sure I've brought it up a couple We've times. We've talked on the about podcast. this times, yeah. But the, my long, long story short is that because of, there are so many more people out there with so many terrific tools now, and it's so damn cheap to make stuff—be be it for photography, music, film—you uh, know, there's an we're, we're experiencing this this insane oversaturation and you know, mark, you know, glut of the market um, that everything is becoming totally devalued. Yeah. You know. So that's. I mean. And, and there's lots. Yeah. There's and there's tons of little bits that we can pick apart about that. But that's that's generally. Yeah. My my starting point. Yeah. Um. And uh. And so so yeah. So the same. So, so just like, just. Yeah. I think. You know, the the people out there who are who are looking to 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 make a movie, uh, are are suffering from the same. Same things that people who decide that they want to be a professional photographer or I want to start a band, sure. yep. you know, and it's like you can't it's unreasonable for you to go into this, to to start this project with the expectation of actually making money. And I and I think I think that's important. I think people need to be, you know, it's healthy you know, and it's really smart for you to, 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 you know, to set your expectations there right up front. And it's, a you know, you should definitely I'm, I'm not trying to say that to discourage you. I'm, I'm actually saying that to encourage you. Um, If you once you've, you know, managed that expectation, once you've kind of come to terms with it, if you can still get, you know, get the get the energy and get psyched about doing that thing, then you should totally do it. Um, Because the stuff that's going to work is the stuff that has that passion. You know, it's very rare to find something that that's been really well made and successful that didn't have uh, a pretty high degree of passion attached to it as well.
0: You know, uh, the John Syracuse on hypercritical the other day said something really interesting. He said, you know, uh, when they started, when they made computers initially, all these people thought that people would be writing programs, right? right? No, you're going to write software, but of course no one wants to write software. And his good analogy was just because they make power tools and that makes it easier to make cabinets. It doesn't mean that everyone's going to make their own cabinets for their kitchen. Right. You know, totally. Um, and I think it's some of what's going on is that, like, yeah, these tools are out there, but the actual quality of the product coming out is not necessarily that great. You know, there's a lot more noise, and not, not, you know, there's probably just as much signal or more signal, but ten times as much noise out there in any of these pursuits, I agree. whether it's music or or film or photography or whatever. Yeah,
2: uh, the ratios are, uh, are are skewed a little bit.
0: Yeah, they, they've got a little out of whack because it's too easy to jump in the pool now. You know, it is. It is. Uh, it's interesting. That,
1: that and not only that, but people are people see what works and then they know how to game the system. So you see, you know, uh, what is it I'm trying to say here? Like the the c- comedians see stuff working on YouTube, so now everything's on YouTube, and they're trying to uh, and they're trying to. Squeeze their way into there, yeah. or you know, people are getting book deals based on Twitter feeds, and so now you know there are a lot of people on Twitter that that kind of try to game the system where they're they're trying out material specifically to uh, you know gain attention as writers, and God bless them. But some of them are really like they they, they mass follow people. Trying to get other com- comics to, to watch the to uh, to watch them to follow them, because they want people to favorite and retweet stuff so they know what's worth so they they can say okay these jokes work, and then if they don't get followed back, they're going to drop them and kind of move on to the next wave of, of people to sure. to uh, to get followers that way. But
0: is all I- that so like just really reactionary? You know, like you're 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 following the wave. You're not at the front of the wave.
1: Well, but it's still. I mean, until it stops working entirely, yeah, you gotta, you know, at least try it. I guess is the is the yeah. The
2: I my take on it, it's. I mean, w- the way the way you're presenting it, Chris, it makes it sort of makes it sound like it's a negative thing. Um,
1: but, but I, I don't. Think, I have yeah, been I, irritated by some of them.
2: Um, I and I, I'm not disagreeing with you in that there are some annoying aspects to it, but. If you zoom out a little bit further, my, my, my big picture take on it is that it's, it's, it's growing pains, you know, this, this stuff is all like ridiculously new, you know, it's like not even five years old yet, you know, and, and this stuff has to go through. I mean, we can look back to like when cable TV first came out or right. you know or when when satellites first came out or radio you know all the i th- think i mean look look at the history of television i mean geez sure. not even 50 years ago there were what seven channels <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know yeah. and and like it was and then everybody had to tune in at the same time i mean, we can we can go into those details but but stuff is changing and and it's it's not slowing down and i think this these weird little tactics and the gaming and all that other stuff it's really important and i think it's it's actually good that it's happening because that's that's built. Those are those crucial scar tissue building blocks that you need, you know, to 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 make a a system. You know what I mean? I think it's. I mean, it. it don't get me wrong. It's it sucks and it hurts. You know, when you when you fall down. A yeah, few for, times. for the
0: individual, you're just
2: fodder for the machine. But you're yeah. saying the overall the overall movement is I in think a certain. The, the p- fact direction. that people are still getting psyched, still making stuff, still trying stuff. Yeah, no. that's 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 the takeaway. I think that's that's the most important thing. Like
0: Chris, you you spend a lot of time writing your posts. How do you get your stuff out there for people to read?
1: Now it's almost entirely uh, Twitter and Facebook, right? Um, yeah. And which both of which I started using because you know specifically for that reason. So and not being real good at self promotion, I am. I, I don't. I I don't overdo it, probably to my own detriment. So, like, I probably should be more like others who are uh, kind of a little more vocal and will maybe, you know, post, you know, put something on Twitter and then say it later in the day because, you know, people are on there at different times, hey, in case you missed it, sort of thing.
0: Chris, are you you calling me a whore? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> why, why no, have you done that, Bill? No, I don't think, no you know, I, I don't I'm usually repost, and I no, I feel guilty about it. I feel weird about doing that,
1: about yeah, going yeah, on there and so doing what? it twice. But it's, that's like, it's not like, maybe I just need to, like, shut up and get over it, because that's what social media is for.
0: Yeah, no, and I agree. But then I feel like, oh, are people going to stop following me, because they'll be like, oh, he's talking about that again? Like, we heard it a lot already, you know? Yeah. I
1: think you uh, for those who say, like, in case you missed it earlier and it's sufficiently later in the day, that doesn't uh, that doesn't necessarily bother me. Well,
0: like, one thing that I did, like, all these ones I did last year every day or the stuff I did in December, I would finish them and post them late, like, midnight-ish. Yeah. You know, and no one's on at midnight. I mean, the, the majority of people are not on at midnight-ish. What I should have done is post it on my blog at midnight, but don't tweet about it or put it on Facebook until the next morning.
1: That's what I do now, because I almost always finish right before I go to bed. Yeah. And I know that unless you're on the West Coast, it's not really going to get noticed. Although, you know, what's helped a, a lot. I feel like uh, the last one or two Facebook redesigns where they've uh, they've basically basically the news feed, how, you know, people responding to a particular item will keep it uh, in the forefront of people's feeds. I think that's really helped me a lot. Because, uh, my last couple of things that I've written, the traffic's been a little bit up, uh, m- like more, I, I get, l- let me say up front, I get seriously modest traffic. So I'm not saying this is like, right. like great shakes, but, um, it's, they've been more than I was expecting and a lot more of it's coming from Facebook than I thought. Like I really thought, uh, Twitter was going to be the thing to feed more of that because there are people on there following me there who don't know me in person yeah um but more a a a surprising amount of it is coming from Facebook and for a while actually I was hesitant to post stuff to Facebook because it's more personal like I had Twitter for the kind of promotional things and actually I enjoy it more in general you know I feel like I can make jokes on there and it, it's Twitter. People know what you're getting into with Facebook being more like the, the people I know. It's more of a personal thing. I was more hesitant to be, to put stuff on there. Just like, hey, okay, here's this, read this stuff that I read so I can get, you know, page views and feel better about myself. Right. Uh, but then again, I also had friends who were like, why the hell aren't you posting this at Facebook? And like there, I I'm not going to see it if you don't yeah. say something about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have so. a little bit of, Personal stuff up on Facebook, like you know, some random pictures that of me and my nephew or whatever, me and Heather. Um, but the majority of stuff I put up there is almost as a broadcasting medium rather than a, oh, look at here's me at my high school reunion kind of stuff. You know, yeah. Um, and I, also, I
2: gave up on that. There, the, there's another factor that I that I think is important when it comes to, uh, I guess, garnering followers and 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 building, you know, building a, a long whatever you want to call a long-term following. Uh, and that, that has to do with uh, consistency and, and longevity. Mm-hmm. And something I think that, that Bill has obviously benefited from uh, is the fact that he, you know, he's committed, he's committed to it. And it's like when someone, when someone sees one of Bill's posts, like, you know, I always, I something I always get a kick out of is, is, is imagining that the, that the, 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 the thing that I just posted is the first time, anyone's ever seen or heard of of me or it you know what i mean uh you know it's always it's interesting to put yourself in the first time the first impression viewer seat if you will yep um and so so from that from that perspective when i when i run into something that i think is cool one of the very first things that i'm i'm curious about after i've looked at it and thought about it and decided whether it's good or not um is 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 there more what else is there? Yeah. And then I'll go digging, and then I'm like, "Whoa, this guy has been doing this for four years." And yeah. there's there are dozens of these, or hundreds of these, for me to go through. Uh, and that that on its own is is extremely powerful. And I think you know, if, you know, let's so let's say there is some little small thing that you know doesn't get a ton of popularity. The fact that if I go to if I go finding it, uh, if I go looking for it, and I and I go digging, and I find that this guy has been that committed and that consistent. There is tremendous value in that, and I think that's that's almost more valuable than how than how popular you know than how many retweets and how many.
0: No, it's it's, it's true, but there's also I mean I have been writing on my blog for four years now, mm-hmm. and um, the amount of time the amount of view my viewership is not going up greatly in the past couple of years, and it seems like the people who do get a lot of traffic are the people writing the. Here are top ten things you need to know as a photographer. Yeah. That crap, <laughs> you know that I, SEO I, crap. I
1: I I click.
0: I love that moan you gave, Chris. Uh, <laughs> what's that? I love the moan. Uh, uh. Ah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I I moan because I get sucked into that all the time.
0: Yeah. Like
1: top top seven, top five, the three things that you must blah blah yeah. whatever. Here's I, what I you always, need to know in the
0: new year in order to be a good whatever.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and, and I
0: know it's popcorn, and I know it's playing on psychological whatever, and I know it's marketing, and I know it's advertising tricks. But at the same time, I just that just makes me feel icky outside and inside writing crap like that, you know. Sure. Um, I mean, I I wrote I wrote a little piece today talking about um, I've had my mark my 5D Mark II for th- over three years now, and I thought you know what I haven't written about. That can that camera in a while, and here's the things that I drive me nuts about it now. Mm -hmm. I could have said top five things that drive me nuts about the five D Mark II.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, you could have, but
0: But I did. But that's not the Bill Wadman style, right? I know. Also not. But I pay for that, you know, because instead of having eighty people read it in the past few hours that I put it up, maybe I would have had eight hundred or eight thousand if it got picked up by HuffPo or some stupid other photo blogger. You know what I mean? I don't
1: know. The thing is, you know, your your own personal business model isn't driven by that. And that's where you don't want to talk about growing pains. That's a growing pain of uh online written content right now is is what's what the page view has kind of done to this content glut.
0: Yeah, the the concept like, of value is based upon how many people want to read it.
1: Yeah. Like I know neither of you are particular sports fans, but uh, ESPN launched this site called Grantland a couple months ago, headed up by Bill Simmons, who is uh, uh, a writer on ESPN.com, who uh, I've followed for a long time, and he he started this site and wanted to well, like one of his goals was to get away from uh, the page view as a metric that they were enslaved to, so they could focus on what what they want to write without having to drive numbers in that sense so they're going for uh branding deals with with sponsors that aren't built on uh necessarily how many specific clicks an article is getting so how, how
0: how do they what metrics do they give the advertisers or the sponsors to know that their dollars are worth it then
1: I am not sure it could be more based on on click throughs to the uh to the advertising sites, it yeah. could be. Uh, I I don't I don't have an answer to that. It's okay.
0: I I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just wondering. Yeah.
1: No. Um, so the idea being that as a as a kind of reaction to all of these many blogs, in particular sports blogs, that that do this exact sort of thing that we're talking about to drive traffic, do something else uh, to maybe. As be an example to get past that sort of growing pain.
0: Yeah, is it working? I have no idea. <laughs> is the is the content better?
1: I feel like it is. Okay. There's a well. Also, they 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 put together a a, a stable of of good writers, uh, including Chuck Klosterman, who I like a lot. Yeah. So
0: so there's there's money going into it. Yes. Supporting it somehow. It at
1: is. The it is an yeah. It's, it was an investment by by ESPN. Uh, to get something quality going, yeah. I don't know if they have you know x amount of time to yeah. uh, show that the experiment is working or whatever, but it's a it's a it's a simple site there's not a lot visually going on it's a lot more pleasant to read in that regard um, I don't know I, I feel like of course i'm I'm already kind of a Bill Simmons fan so
0: yeah no it's it i I hope that there are other options because just basing stuff on popularity, what we end up with is a whole bunch of crap that's popular, you know, and popularity does not equal good when it comes to art all the time you know it's true. I mean, there are, there are popular things that are good, but there's a lot of really great stuff that's not popular or not popular now and is popular later you know i mean th- th- I think that's the problem we're getting to a very the whole concept of pop culture is controlling way too much of how society is lately.
2: Um, well, I think, like I said, I think that we're, we're, we're in the midst of a pretty major tectonic paradig- shift, just a paradigm shift. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there are a lot, you know, all of the things that we've talked about are, uh, are contributing factors, you know, like the number yeah. of, the number of viewers, the, the way that the viewers are viewing and the number of people making stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the number that, you know, the, the number of stuff, of 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 creators, yeah. Uh, all of these things, uh, and then you know, and then the ease, yeah. You know the, the, how how simple it has become to both create and consume. Uh, it's changing everything. You and know? and the and the and the bureaucracy that undermines how all this stuff has been done for the past hundred years, still trying to remain relevant. Hundred dude, twenty years, fifteen yeah. years, not even. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 craziness.
0: And, you know, it's funny. There's always just as a last little thing before we wrap up here is the the whole concept that. All of the people say, "Oh, the guys who are in charge at Sony don't want to make changes because they figure not on my watch and I'm retiring in four years, like as long as it doesn't change before I retire, then I can't be blamed for it. you know, so they're all just kind of pushing it off as far as they possibly can, even though they, even though they know it's inevitable, you'd think that there'd be some advantage in being the first mover in that situation, you know mm-hmm being the company that said no we're going to change it up we're going to sell directly to the consumer sorry you know time warner cable and comcast like we're going to but now all those all the content companies are now owned by the cable companies which yeah. complicates things cuz they'll
2: never give it up cuz they are the same company you know it's it's it, a mess it is and i think it's we we're nowhere near i think we're going to get hit another not to sound like a doom and gloomer here but uh i wouldn't be surprised if we go through something analogous to uh the the what's it called the the real estate bubble that happened the whole financial crisis that happened yeah. 3 years ago you know i i work something like that's going to happen similar uh, and,
1: a content and, and, bubble
2: uh hasn't that already happened in some no, ways i no, not a content i'm i'm talking about the 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 divide between the consumer and the creator mm. you know that that something we're 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 just we're just ramping up now i think it's going to get much crazier uh over the next I, i'll I'll just randomly say 5 years uh, things are things are going to get interesting, for sure. Yeah, it's it's trying to find a way to get out in front of it all, I guess. Well, I think the the the, the, the like like anything else, man. Like my 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 uh, my personal uh take on it is is as long as you like put d- don't pay as much attention to that other stuff. Try try not to get too distracted and just commit to the thing that you think is is really cool. You know, do do the best you possibly can at what at what you think is the best and yep. and then it you know that there is someone else out there who will who will recognize that you know people are attracted to 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 passion and best you know people people dig it you know and you know it, it'll sort itself out yeah that's that's how i think that's how i see it yeah it's interesting it's i mean look at it this way it, it, it will we can call it a, a sort of creative uh, darwinism a, you know sort of survival of the fittest yeah you know um the things i mean not to get I'll, you know, off on a weird rant here, but this I, I like. I would put this in the same category as why things like uh, spam and viruses uh, are still around. You know, if if they if they didn't work, if they weren't making somebody money, uh, then they wouldn't be around. It's it's a strictly economy thing. You know, there is obviously it's supply and demand. You know, there's yeah. there there's someone out there who who still thinks it's worth it. You know, and I, I know it sounds kind of backwards or, or sideways, but. Uh, but I think that's the same thing is going to go for, for content. You know, people, people need to, um, to just keep, you know, stay committed and, and do your thing and, and, and stick with it. And eventually it'll all work out. <laughs> I, I, I hope, hope, hope you're true. I hope you're right. I hope. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, uh, where
0: can people find you?
1: The website is analog nation. It's analog dash nation.com. Uh, because analog com was taken by someone who has never used it. Um, Frustrating. Um, I am on Twitter as at Analog Nation. Mm -hmm. I am technically, I'm on Google Plus and I post my stuff on there, but I have not really uh, uh, much gotten into putting anything more interesting than just links to my stuff.
0: I think that that's fine. uh,
1: Let's see. Check out The Killing of Jacob Marr, which is the horror movie that...
0: uh, Oh yeah, we'll put a link in there
1: it will be available on netflix uh soon the distribution people have it and, and are setting up those deals
0: see i will watch it when it's on netflix and be terrified it wait do you die or you know you don't want to
1: say who who can say yeah. <laughs> that's
2: the that's the that's the appeal of the horror movie. Um, no man spoiler
1: warning bad things happen
0: yeah I, I i can imagine uh, isn't it actually more not a matter of whether you die but in what order you die and how
1: uh, in a sense, yes. Yeah.
0: F- horror films—it's fascinating. Uh, Chris, thank you. I think this was a fun one and interesting stuff Thanks we talked about.
1: It was interesting to listen to the podcast and then like talk back and have you respond. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I can only imagine.
1: I hope, I hope next time that I'm listening, I, I won't then start to talk to myself and get mad when you don't answer.
2: <laughs> well, just, just put a Bluetooth headset in your ear yeah. and you'll feel much better about it. It's true. <laughs> Bluetooth.
0: Bluetooth. If you want to get a hold of us, we are at Bill Wadman and at Dan Godesman on Twitter. It is circuitous.tv is the website where you can find show notes and post some comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, what else we got? <laughs> Email circuitousconversations at gmail.com.
2: We get some great, uh, some spam comments.
0: Oh yeah. Dan, come on, read one.
2: Uh, okay. This is a comment we got, um, from, uh, episode 68, our previous episode from someone named fitness tips. Uh, they said, I'm going to try and stay as true to the, the grammar here as possible. I just couldn't depart your website before suggesting that i really enjoyed the standard information a person provide for <laughs> your visitors it's a question uh eyes I, I, see it's capital i s which you'd think is is but i have a feeling it's it's he meant to say i'm or eyes so sure i'm gonna say i apostrophe s all right i's gonna be back often to check up on new posts oh that's good stuff wasn't that nice was
1: nice because he thought he was going to go and said, you know what? I'm not going to go. I, I, I can't leave without saying something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, wait, now the email address attached to this fitness tips is, is Lucy dot J dot Lee. So I think it's it might actually be a woman. Okay. And wait, there was one other one that was a little crazier. Uh well there's a short one here from d m m a s e o s e o s e o s e o really has seo in the name 12 times four times okay that's genius go ahead uh and they say very well righted i'll be waiting for more shemale posts <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all that one is uh and then uh well, then there's the one from Isabel about acne medication with a link in it. Okay. It has a link in it. But do, the, you, were you talking about the one about our, our, our uh, the last one, the un- yeah. unmetered VPS? Yeah. So, yeah, unmetered VPS says, uh, I have learned new things via your blog. One other thing I'd prefer to say is the fact newer personal computer operating systems often allow a lot more <laughs> memory to be utilized, but... They also demand more RAM simply to operate. If someone's computer is not able to handle much more memory and the newest software program requires that storage increase, it can be the time to shop for a new capital C computer system.
0: Now, is there or is there not a link connected to that one? Uh, No, no link. So that one could have been serious. I don't know. That came from... Unleated okay. Well, GPS.
1: First, first of all, you got to have that guy as a guest on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. Well,
1: right we now. have he, second. His... Second, what they do is often there's not a link in the body of the comment. The link will be, uh, it'll be like if you're looking at it from uh, from inside WordPress or whatever. Uh, the link that they're posting from will be the, the spam link. Uh, yeah. Like go. their,
2: their home. Yeah. The homepage here is availhosting.com And the email address is uh K S D F G K R E K F K E K S at yahoo.com.
1: SEO, SEO, SEO.
2: No, 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 no. That his, his, his email address is Dan. at gmail.com. Man, that's some
0: good stuff right there. Oh yeah. Good stuff. We are, we are some talented people. Huh. all right on that i think we should wrap this up uh chris thank you for coming by thank and, you uh, i'm sure we'll have you back at some point and uh dan nice talking to you after a week uh it's yeah. good to be back definitely and thanks uh, for
2: uh tuning in folks
0: we've got some good guests coming up that i'm working on putting together so uh we're gonna and i have some we have some show ideas so we're hitting the ground running in 2012
2: yeah Woo. Right,
0: excellent we will talk to you all
2: next week bye